0: Hello and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Kate Fensky from CN Public Affairs and joining me is David Shednovic, CN's Director of Marketing for Grain. David, can you start by providing an update on hopper car demand? Yep,
1: yeah, Grain Shipment Weeks 36 to 39 cover the month of April. And through that period, looking at total demand in terms of cars requested to be spotted at country elevators... Demand ranged from just under 6,000 cars per week to upwards of 6,500 cars per week. So the gap between total customer demand and the program that CN can deliver in a given weeks narrowed right in. For instance, in week 38, CN accepted and planned all customer demand, and CN is current against customer demand for hopper cars. In recent weeks, customer demand in some corridors has also exceeded what some terminals could authorize to be shipped. That is unfulfilled demand in the overall grain supply chain. A terminal may not authorize the cars to be shipped to port due to vessel freight timing, terminal space issues, rail unload capacity, or other factors. Measuring current week order fulfillment, as well as unfulfilled shipper demand, needs to take this into account.
0: Now, I understand there are some major terminal upgrades on the go this summer at Prince Rupert and Vancouver. Can you tell us a little bit there about what's happening?
1: Yeah. Alliance Grain Terminal, which is on the south shore in Vancouver, is undergoing a shipping gallery replacement project. The project's expected to increase average vessel load rate from 675 tons per hour to 1,500 tons an hour, and the new gallery will make loading of larger vessels more efficient. The terminal will be shut down completely from mid-June to mid-August, taking up to 600 unloads per week out of the grain supply chain. Prince Rupert Grain's undergoing terminal improvements as it undergoes a railcar indexer replacement. A railcar indexer moves a string of cars along the unloading tracks and over the unloading pits. The project's set to get underway in early May, and it'll last through the end of July. Unload capacity is expected to be reduced to 900 to 1,000 unloads per week during the upgrade, compared to the maximum unload capacity of 1,600 to 1,800 unloads per week, assuming 7-day unloading. So both of these projects will have a short-term negative impact on overall West Coast export capacity, but the supply chain will end up with more efficient assets in the long run.
0: David, what do overall prospects look like for Canadian grain ending stocks at this point?
1: Well, the March Supply and Demand Outlook from Ag Canada pegged all Canada ending stocks for carryout of the six major grains, which is wheat, barley, canola, oats, rye and flax, at 11.2 million tonnes versus 11.4 million last year. It's a pretty typical carryout level. But when you roll in peas and lentils, where both exports as well as cash prices in the country have taken a big hit due to the import tariffs imposed by India, the 17-18 carryout forecast increases to 13.4 million tonnes versus 12.0 last year. Back in 2013-14, carryout was 18 million tonnes. The lowest that carryout's gotten in the past 10 years is 8 million tonnes. That was back in 2012-13 when cash markets were strong and it was the first year post-CWB monopoly when we saw a very aggressive wheat and durum export program out of Canada. So you can think of minimum pipeline stocks as around 8 million tonnes. That number doesn't go to zero.
0: Thanks for your time, David. For real-time updates, please visit us at cn.ca slash grain or on Twitter at CN Railway. Thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.